Good evening. It's Dr. Simcha Cohen and Nisim here at J Root Radio, 8 o'clock live Wednesday night for the Ask Dr. Simcha Hour. And it's whatever on your mind. And if it's not on your mind, we don't want to hear about it. Don't tell us what's on other people's minds. But I want to start a little serious because I think that something happened this week that I know it rattled my bones and it rattles the bones of all of us that we realize we realize how the fact that we're able to walk and talk and go from place to place every minute, every day is a gift from Hashem. And we have three young people, three young yeshiva boys they're kidnapped and we have to we have to pour out our souls to Hashem and we have to ask Hashem for Rahamim. And we have to be thankful for every moment that we're safe and every moment that we are able to do what we have to do. These boys, what were they doing? They're going home from Yeshiva. And Hashem bin Alam, Hashem took them away and, and Hashem why we don't understand, but we know what we have to do. We have to appreciate what we have, and we have to thank Hashem for everything, and we have to be Kadesh Shem Shamayim. Because Rabbi Rucham Levavit says that when things like this happen, it's because Hashem wants us to make Kiddush Hashem. He wants us to make Kiddush Hashem. Now, making Kiddush Hashem doesn't mean necessarily running out and, and, and putting up banners or hafganot. The greatest Kiddush Hashem a person could do is to learn Torah. Learn Torah and pray. When Yeshiva boys, if there's any Yeshiva boy out there, if you want to know what you need to do now, learn Torah. Don't waste a minute of your Seder time. And if you're not learning, help your parents do things, do mitzvot. Don't waste time. Because if you do that, that's the biggest Kiddush Hashem. And I'm wondering what other people's feelings are about this, and I'd like to hear some 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 ideas about what people could do. Even someone, I know that Jay puts out that we should have a half hour dedicated, half hour of learning dedicated. In in, in there's a hoot. What what are you thinking? What do you what what could you do? What could we do? Let's get some suggestions. Let's put things into perspective over here. Okay, we're going to take our first call. Hi, you're on the air. Hello. Hi, how are you? What's the topic? The topic is uh, what we could do in zchut of these boys that were kidnapped. And what's your feeling about that? Uh, I really think everyone should daven for them and say tehillim and learn um, in zchut for them and try to um, do a lot of chesed. Okay. The main thing is if a person lives their life in their zchut, and everything that they do is dedicated for that, then then hopefully that will be, that will shake Rahame Shamayim. But we have to understand that we can't take anything for granted. Right? Right. How old are you? Me, I'm 14. 14. Okay, so at 14 years old, there are serious stuff going on in your life. You're already a young adult. So you can really, you can really... Turn to Hashem and say, you know what, I'm ready to sacrifice certain things in the chut of these boys. And you know what, Hashem takes that seriously. Hashem takes that seriously. But uh, 
I hope I hope that with your tefillot and everybody's tefillot, they get they get answered and they're saved. Okay. And Thank I think that calling. the Tineke Shabbos Rabban should be the ones to pray because their tefillos are much more powerful than the adults. That's true. That's true. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. And we have to show the Tineke Shabbos Rabban the examples. Thanks for calling. Hi, you're on the air. Hello. Hi, how are you? Hi, good. I just wanted to say that I think all the little children to daven. A hundred percent. But you know something? It's very interesting. I always ask myself, I as an adult have a hard time davening sometimes. It's very hard to concentrate, to think about the words. Baruch Hashem, I know Hebrew, I understand the words. It's not, I wish I could say that every day my tefillah is so good. And I consider myself a pretty, you know, intelligent guy. Little kids, I'm asking them to pray. Am I asking them to pray on as sophisticated a level as an adult? Is that possible? I know. No, so the answer is it's not because that's not what tefillah has to be about. Tefillah has to be about pure, unadulterated, crystal love and affection and appreciation, which only kids have. You give a kid a lollipop, he's oh, thank you so much. They get so excited. They so excited. They kids are so pure in their in their intentions. They're not cynical. They're not sarcastic. They're not critical. That's love that Hashem deserves. You know what I mean? Right. I never even knew the reason. It's really that, true. That, that, <laughs> it, 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 kids are just pure. You ever hear right. from the mouth of babes? Sometimes I was once trying to compliment somebody, and I had my niece with me, and I said to my niece, see, we were at a bris. I said, this is the baby's grandma. Doesn't she look too young to be a grandma? Well, that was a dumb thing for me to say because my niece said, no, Dad, no, she looks really old. I said, uh-oh. <laughs> Kids are purely honest. She's not going to lie. She did look old. I wanted to be nice. So I made a little white lie over there. But that's, you're right. So we should just, you know what? Teach children. Hashem Melech, Hashem Melech, Hashem Yiluch, teach them. Teach them. Kodesh Baruch Anachnu those are the words we have to teach them. The simple messages of Hashem, we love you, and you love us. Right. Anyways, it's really true. Thank you for calling. Okay, and in the zechut of all of what's going on, Hashem Shavrachamim, and Hashem should show us that He's that He's in charge, and we should have a nice neglect, and these boys should come home safe. Amen. Okay. Thank you for calling. Okay, the number to call in is 718-683-5858. Okay, listen live is 712-432-4217. You know, I, 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 really, I really, really think that, um, that this is a very, this is, this is a, a, a time Hashem is giving us a message. We're all going away for the summer, and we're all going to be spending time away from learning Torah. And we have to like really, really check ourselves, and we have to make sure that we that we utilize our time in the right way, being kind. You know, there's so many mitzvot, no mitzvot that we could do in the summer, but Adam it's not to be believed. So many new things. Hi, you're on the air. Hello. 
Hi, how are you? I didn't realize okay. I was talking into your time. Sorry, buddy. Nah. Okay. So I am saying to Helen for these three bachrim. Beautiful. And while I was saying to him, we say to him every day after Mincha for them. So while I was saying to him, I was thinking of myself, Chasushom, in their position. Yeah. Like, they're by three, whatever, they're by a couple of Arabs, and they they don't, um, um, they don't know what to do. So... Uh, it's very hard to think about it. They need people to take down for them. Right. It, it's very hard to think about it. But you know what I was thinking? You know what? First of all, you sound like a very mature boy. How old are you? I'm 12. Actually, 12? my name is Penny Rhodes. I was in the studio last week. Okay. <laughs> okay, Penny. You're going to be a regular. But you know what? You know what I was thinking? I was thinking that there's no situation where we don't have an answer. Talim is the answer. If a person doesn't have Tilim, doesn't know about Tilim, they could go out of their mind. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right, thanks for calling, Penny. Hi, you're on the air. Hi, you're on the air. Hello. Hi. What I think people should do, they should split up to the hotel and the class and learn extra, and they should also be careful in Lashon Haru. You know, certain people... Oh, 100%. 100%. Lashon Haru is a very damaging one. You know something? Can I, teach you a Can I teach you a trick? That It's a trick that I have. I want everybody to hear. It's such a great trick. You know, there's a problem when when someone tells a person Lashon Hara, you could do one of two things. You could say, Shah, Lashon Hara, and then make the person feel bad. You could say, I'm not Makabo, I'm not Makabo, which makes the person feel bad. And But what are you supposed to do? Right? Yeah. So my father used to say, when someone told something, he'd say, Unbelievable. And what he was really meant to be saying was, Mnavakabal. But he was able to say it in a way that didn't offend anybody. He said, unbelievable. Meaning, Taka, unbelievable. I don't believe it. And this way he's saying, Bepet, I'm not Makabel. And he's saying it outright. And he's not saying it in an offensive way. So everybody that hears something about anybody should just say, that's unbelievable. Yeah, but... Um, the person that's saying Lashon Hara, it won't help. That's true. But I know that I have to worry about myself. And a person, listen, if a person, unfortunately, a person says Lashon Hara, needs to learn Hilchus Lashon Hara. My show we learn every morning when you learn another Halacha. But anyways, but Lashon Hara is a very, you know what? And if you train yourself from when you're a kid, then it becomes second nature. And we right. have to, we have to. It's also adults can't speak Lashon Hara about kids. That's another biggie. Adults think that they could say whatever they want about kids and it's not Lashon Hara. Okay. All right. Thanks for calling. Bye. Thank Bye. you. You know what? I once had... Nisi, hello? I once, hello? Hello? What's the topic? The topic is how to make brownies. Do you have a good recipe? No. Okay, fine. So call back when you get one. Anyways, so if you if you if you're gonna come in and say what's the topic, it just doesn't pay. You gotta be listening. Hi, you're on the air. Hi, you're on the air. The air. You know, Nisim, there was once a kid that I was working with. She took a digital recorder and she dropped it in the purse of a teacher. 
during recess. And this digital recorder went into the teacher's room. And then after recess, she took it out. And I got to tell you, it was pretty, pretty bad stuff on that digital recorder. They're talking about kids like crazy. Uh, you know what? I think it wasn't nice. It wasn't nice. It wasn't nice. It wasn't nice. And uh, it's really lost in the short. I know, but it was a fifth grader. And she wanted to prove to me that they were talking not nice about her. And she was right. I didn't do anything with it. I convinced the girl to erase the tape. And I helped her get over it. And I worked with the girl. But the bottom line is, teachers need to realize, we all need to realize we can't talk Lashonara about kids. About nobody. About nobody. That's nobody, right. Nobody, you know. And not only this, not don't take abuse about other kids, about about the weak people, from, you know. Right. You know that we have quite a few uh, issue about it. Yeah. You know, we don't want to. We don't want to open it. I, but I would love to get some opinion. Yeah. Hear what people say. People think that it's okay. It's not. It's not okay. Okay. Let's you. Hi, you're on the air. Hello. Hi, how are you? Hi, good. Baruch Hashem. Um, the topic is Kiddush Hashem, right? So right. one time we were on the bus and like this person was talking about how kids these days with their iPods and their cell phones, they think they're so good and whatever. And then they never give up their seats and whatever. And then this person came onto the bus, like this old man, and we gave up our seat. And like he felt, she felt really dumb. Because she wouldn't give up her seat, but we did. Wow. Wow. That's unbelievable. That's unbelievable. And we don't realize, we don't realize how we are a light to the nations. We are a light to the nations. And it, 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 if we conduct ourselves the right way, it's a Kiddush Hashem. It's a Kiddush Hashem. And I, I said learning Torah and Davani is the best Kiddush Hashem also. Just got to learn. Torah is, is, is the best thing. How old are you? Ten. Ten years old. Wow. I was sure you were like 13, 14 by the way you were speaking. You're very mature for a ten-year-old. What do you eat for breakfast? No, I'm joking. Thank you for calling. Okay, thank you. Bye. Okay, bye. Hi, you're on the air. Hello. I just wanted to say that I have a really good idea what to do for these boys that are in Israel. We, in our class, we made a Kabbalah that we're not going to talk in class the first day, like, for 10 minutes. And then, like, then every day we went up with the minutes and for Shaduchim, and it really worked. And I think now, because it's the end of the year and most of the kids aren't behaving, if every class would give away just 15 minutes of their time and not to talk in class and behave and do it in schus for them, I think it will um, help save them. I think that's an awesome idea. What grade are you in? I'm in 8th grade. 8th grade. That is an awesome idea, and I hope everybody that's listening will consider doing this. Because that's a beautiful thing. You know what that means? It's sacrificing from yourself for, for, for the right reasons, and I think that's a great idea. And I, I really, I really, I think that that's, uh, that's unbelievable. I think, that, uh, I think that anybody that's listening should take this as, take, take this as an example. Okay? Okay, thank you. Or, or any other Kabbalah, really. Any other Kabbalah. Anything extra. It's all, it's all what Hashem wants. Okay. Okay, bye. Bye-bye.
Hi, you're on the air. Hey. Hi, how are you? Um, every 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 time for the for the three boys, we uh, every every time at recess, we say Shem Alis for them. That's beautiful. And Hashem listens, you know. Hashem listens to the tefillot of everybody, but especially of children. Hashem listens. Okay. I hope Hashem hears all your tefillot. Okay. Thank you for calling. Bye. Bye. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm on the air. You're on the air. Okay, so um, I need advice. Um, so there's this class which is not really nice to me. And like yesterday she apologized, but today she excluded me from something that she did basically for the whole class. How old are you? Um, I don't want to say any year. Uh, but are you, so give me a ballpark figure because my answer would be different. Uh, okay, I'm 15. Okay. So listen here, my friend. If a person is 15 years old, and it's a she, right? Yeah. And she's excluding you, then you really need to say till him for that kid. <laughs> because she's got serious problems. Because by 15 years old, most kids are well-adjusted enough to know that the reality in life is you got to get along with everybody in life. You don't have to be best friends, but you got to get along. And if she's 15 and she's still excluding people, then she has a maturity level of, I would regulate maybe an eight, nine years old. Because that's how old, that eight and eight-year-olds do that. No, she feels like she's in control by not letting certain girls come along, whatever right. she feels like. Right, right. That, that, think about it. Do you have any siblings? Yeah. Okay, you have an eight-year-old sibling? No. Okay. If you would have an eight-year-old sibling, then you would know that eight-year-olds do that. They like to like control things and, and be, be like in charge and, and make sure that they get... Like the extra cereal in the morning or whatever it is, because they think that the world is all going to run away without them. If she'd be a 15-year-old, then she'd realize that, you know what, she's got to live her life and let everybody in. I wouldn't be offended by it. What, I should tell her something? I think that, I think that, well, do you think she would listen to you if you told her? No, she thinks she's always right. So then what's the point? I don't know. The, the point is, I don't know. Point like, is, I don't know. I, like she asks for forgiveness, and it's like I don't know. I tell her, yeah, but yeah. Well, listen, forgiving her is for you. You don't want to walk around to have on your shoulders that she's going to get punished. So forgive her because that's why Hashem forgives us, and we forgive people. Feel bad for her because she needs to really learn how to live her life. The problem is like this, my, like my teachers don't know that she's like that. Like she always gets chosen for everything, like head of everything, and she's always gets chosen. Because she needs it. I was a teacher. You had sometimes kids that like really, really needed it, and it was such a rachmanis. I didn't want to choose them, but I knew that they were so immature they'd have a meltdown if they didn't get it. And there were kids like you who were mature enough to realize, you know what, it's not the end of the world. So it's like. They choose those kids, the kids who like really, really need that attention. Oh, thank you so much. My pleasure. I want to give yeah. you a bracha that you should know that you get the self kavod level. If you live your life with humility, the way you're living it, and you sound like a very mature, very humble girl, you're gonna have a beautiful, beautiful life. Amen. Because Hashem sends bracha to people who are mevater. A vatranut so is one of the highest level things you could do. Trust me. Thank it, you. All right? Thanks. Good night. Good night. You know, a person like that inspires me. 
for a young lady to be able to feel vatranut. She's, it's not like, see, some people don't care about anything. So, all right, I'm a vater. But to be a vater on something that you care about, it's so much, it's so much greater. That's why I'm sure Hashem's going to give her a lot of beracha. I'm sure. Hi, you're on the air. Hi, you're on the air. Hello? How are you? Good. Um, I just wanted to say that, like, we in school later than a lot of the schools, and I find it hard to find, like, to, like, feel happier for other people that they're, like, off, like, earlier, off of school earlier, because um, I have vacation later. Uh -huh. like, well, listen, one thing I can tell you, you're an honest person, and that's a big mila, because the fact that you're able to honestly say that, that's a big plus. So before we even talk about this, let me tell you, you got it going on, because that's a very big mila. Most people are not honest with themselves. The other thing I have to tell you is, that's not really jealousy. It's just wishing that you could also have what they have. You're not wishing that they should be in school as late. You just wish that you could be in school as little as them, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think that everything in life is a trade-off. I think that, you know, I'm sure that there are reasons why you go to your school and the miles of your school over other school. And it's all a trade-off. It's all trade-off. I know a guy, if a guy, a girl goes to Harvard, they, they shouldn't be complaining about the heavy workload. They chose Harvard. It's a harder workload. If they want to go to uh, to Yuppitzville Community College and get a degree in blintz making, so that's an easy road. They evidently go to a, a little more challenging school. At the end, it's it's... It's just a few hours. I hope I made you feel better. Uh-huh. All right? Okay. Okay, take care. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Hi. Anyways, it's very hard when to, to, to see something somebody else has and to feel that you wish you had it or you wish it was yours. But the truth is, everything that happens to us is from Hashem. It's all from Hashem. And if everything has its address, it's all addressed to me, and it's my, it's my, it's my life. So I don't accidentally get something, and we have to deal with it. If you have that attitude, tzaddik be'emunato yichye, a tzaddik lives with his emunah, and never be disappointed in life because you know that you're, you know that you're being taken care of. It's kind of like a guy that sits in the 10th row on a Greyhound bus with a steering wheel and like is steering the bus and he's like, I can't go to sleep because the bus is, I got to drive the bus. Hello, buddy, there's a driver on the bus. You don't have to drive the bus. Hashem's driving the bus. What do you have to do? Stay in your seat, keep your seatbelt on, don't smoke. Don't hit the people in front of you and back of you. Those are the things you got to do. You don't have to, like, drive the bus. Anyways, you're on the air. Yeah, hello. How are you? Hi. Um, I just wanted to know, how could, like, somebody work on the middle of, like, you know, like, not being jealous of others if they have more, or, like, you know. 
Well, I think, first of all, awareness is the first step. The fact that a person is aware that they have kina and they want to work on it, that's a big step. Most people that have bad midos don't even know they have them. And they act in a way that, like, they don't even realize it. So knowing that you have it, and then if you have a mora, if you have a mechaneches, if you have a madricha that knows you, you can ask them if there's something you could learn. But it's really based in emunah. Kinah is really based in, in faith in Hashem. If a person really believes that everything they have is from Hashem, then there's nothing to be jealous about. Right. It's a hard one. It's a hard one. It's, it's, something a, it's not we, like, you know, it's just a feeling. It's not like it's something you're doing, so it's harder to control. I think, I though, one of the things I say to myself is it's not something to be feeling guilty about, like you're a terrible person, because it says in, in, in the top ten, Lo Tachmod, it's one of the top ten, Lo Tachmod. It's, 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 not, uh, it's, not, it's not like something that's not understandable. Hashem's telling us, just don't do it. But have faith in me. God's saying, don't worry, I'll take care. Okay? Okay, thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you. Okay. Hi, you're on the air. Hello? How are you? Yeah, so one time I asked my Arabi how you cannot be jealous of someone, and he asked me if I'm jealous of Obama's limousine. I said no. So he said, why? So I said, because I know I can't have it. So he said the same thing, that usually when people are jealous of something, it, it's something that they can't have, but they want it. Aha. Uh -huh. So you should just say to yourself that you, you can't have it. But the problem I have with that is there are certain things that if I work hard, I could have. Like Kinas Sofram. You know what Kinas Sofram is? Kinas Sofram oh. is a person who wants to learn better. See somebody else who wants, and wants to learn that better. You're allowed to be jealous of. So that's it. That's Kinas Sofram because the truth is that if I really try, that's I could achieve to be jealous it. Of. Right. It's, it's okay to. But that's, that's an okay jealousy because I want... I want to have something that's good for me that I can achieve. If a person had the attitude that I can't do anything and this is the way I am, then they never try and learn more or never try and achieve more. It would be a very big disaster. No, I'm saying something that you don't need and someone else has it and you can't really get it. Right. So then it's silly to be jealous of it. For example, I am not jealous of a basketball player because even... If I, there's no way I can't even get a basket in my small basketball in my backyard. For me to be jealous of, of first of all, I don't want his life. I don't want anything about his life. I don't want, I, 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 don't, I don't want to look like him or dance like him or jump like him. I don't want anything. So why would I want to throw basketballs like him? Right? Oh, uh, yeah. So, oh, so a person is jealous of his money? I don't know. There's so much better ways of making money. The, the Amshadav Rebbe told me once that money is Hashem's cheapest form of attention. All righty? All right. Thanks for calling, Tzadik. Okay, bye. Bye. Hello, you're on the air. Hello, uh, it's my first time going to Super Camp. You are? Are you psyched about it? Are you happy? I'm really happy. Okay, your first time away? Yeah. Okay, did you pack bug spray? 
I, I, of course I did. Okay, good. And what? what can I, am I allowed to ask what camp you're going to? No. You're not? I'm not? Okay, so pretend I didn't. <laughs> they, I'm sure you're going to have a great time. But 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 enjoy yourself and uh, and come back with some good stories. Okay. All right? Okay, thank you for taking my call. Goodbye. My pleasure. Good night. What a polite kid. Hi, you're on the air. Hello. How are you? Yeah, hi. Um, I want to tell the voice um, that called and thank you. It was actually a great tip that he gave. Okay, okay. Thank you so much. Okay. I, I will say you're welcome on his behalf. Okay. Hi. All right. Anyways, sleep boy camp. Sleep boy camp is a big issue. But, uh, all right, I had fun in sleep boy camp. I was, I was, uh. What advice you give to the kids? To. To the first year kids go to the sleep away. What advice? Advice I give kids is to give yourself a chance. And it's normal to be homesick. And it's normal to be nervous. And adjustments are difficult. And don't worry. You're not abnormal. And don't be afraid to tell your counselor. Unless the guy's a jerk. Sometimes you have counselors that are jerks. But generally not. But don't be afraid. And I think it's smart if you're going with kids that you know. All right? That's also... That's also very important. The other thing I always tell first-time campers, and this is a toughie, but I'm saying it, I'm going to say it to everybody. Know the difference between appropriate and inappropriate. Know the difference between right and wrong. And understand that just because adults are doing something, if you know that it doesn't fit into your mindset, of what your parents taught you is right and wrong, don't shut up about it. Don't be afraid. Tell somebody. Tell your parents. Tell the, a, a responsible adult. And if you observe something, tell them also. Don't be afraid. It's you, you, you have to be, understand is no big deal, and you don't have to be worried about opening up your mouth. And nobody has a right to bother you. Nobody has a right to touch you. Nobody has a right to watch you get undressed. Nobody has a right to do any of these things. And if it happens, I'm not telling you to scream it out to the whole world and make a whole big hafkana. Go to a responsible adult and talk about it. And if somebody's not nice to you, it's the same thing. You have rights and you're not, even as a first-time camper, you have, the, you, you have, you have to say something. And not only in any camp, also every place. Every place. Every that's, place. That's true. But we're talking about first-time yeah. campers. A lot of times they're insecure. But there's no... There's, you know what? Listen. And you have to have adults that you trust to be able to talk to about it. And also, you know what? A lot of times kids don't want to tell an adult. They're afraid the adult is going to make a whole big balagan and make a whole big thing. Pick an adult that's responsible, that's going to handle things, but not somebody that's going to like flip out if you're afraid. Go to somebody responsible. And also sometimes the victim feel very ashamed. Right. Uh, so not, don't be ashamed. It's not your fault. It's 
other people's fault. So please don't be ashamed and don't be, it's not your fault. And a lot of times so, uh, adults will tell kids it's because you did this that this happened. And that's the biggest lie of the century. There's no nothing that you could do as a child that could cause an adult to act inappropriately. Nothing. You're a child. Adults have to act like adults. And there's nothing that you could do that could excuse an adult. So say, well, see, you, you did this, you did that. That's that's one million percent not true. It's not excuse, and it's uh, whatever you said. It's not a million. It's a thousand millions of uh, you know that you have to be sure that nobody, nobody, uh, entitled to do something to you, and they give you any excuses. And the, above all, you. It's not your fault. Not your fault. And you know what? If they tell you that. Oh, you're going to tell your parents? I'm going to tell your parents what you did? You didn't do anything. You're a victim. You're a victim. You didn't do anything. You're a child. You're a victim. And I'm telling you, this is the consensus of the adults in the world. I'm a professional. That's what I say. Children are not to be ashamed. They have to say what happened and the adults need to be dealt with. Bottom line. Done. Deal. No question. And this is with all the respect of all the rabbis and all the educators. 100%. And with the police. With everybody. That's it's right. No question. Don't this hide, is Da'at Torah. Don't, don't, don't hide things, you know, under the carpet because it's, if it's you today, tomorrow it could be your friend or somebody else. And this is Da'at Torah. This is Da'at Torah. This is the Da'at of the Gidolei Hador unequivocally. They may not scream it from the rooftops. They may not go having hafganot because it's not our way. But we speak the Gedolim. This is what they, 1,000%. There's no question about it. And this is what they say. I've spoken to many, many, many great rabbis. And you speak to them, you hear what they have to say, and they're de'ah of how to, you have to listen to rabbi, how to deal with it. And you know what? If you listen to Chachamim, then you're doing the right thing. Yeah, you have to go to, to the rabbi, to the, the Chachamim. And we have mitzvah uh, deoraita ubi'arta ara mikirbecha. 100%. Basically, you burn the bed. It's also hatzalat nefashot. If you see somebody else, it's, it's, it, I heard from many gedolim that it's a geder retzicha. It's murder. It's called soul murder. It's murder. And if someone is a victim of this, then it's as if they were murdered by the perpetrator. And it's you and you if it's it's stopping a murder. And for the camp people that they encounter it, there's no Rahmanis. Unfortunately, talk about not talking about shaming and humiliating and destroying families, but the person needs to be put out of business. Period. End of story. And the, the camps, you know, let's say, talking about camps or any any institute, uh, don't be ashamed and don't be hiding it because it will be bad reputation and bad names. So this, no, consider thinking about these boys or girls that just basically somebody murdered them. I was I was very impressed last year. There was an incident in in one of the camps, 
And the director, who happened to know Alex Gold, handled it so professionally with emails to all the parents, letters. He informed us everything, every step of the way, how he handled it, how he dealt with it. He wasn't embarrassed. He opened it up, and he dealt with it. And you know something? It was very positive and very comforting for me to know that, you know what, he could have brushed it under the rug, but it was done in a very professional way. And the truth is, what happens, what happens to the person is not my problem. That's the legal problem. But my problem is the fact that they handled it in a professional way, informing the parents, doing it open to the public, that we're not hiding behind it. This is what Leman This is how we handle these situations. You know what? It reminds me. I'll move a little bit the topic. You know, I'll go to small stuff, but it's not so small. Many times we look at the you know things at camps, and the the camps don't like to hide things. You know, not not such as the critical. For example, bed bugs. Did you ever add? Problem in a bed bug oh, in a camp. Oh, don't start me on uh, this. Oh no, no, I, I, no, it's it's really it's really. I know, I know, I know personally. My friend is a camp, and one one of the bank at the bank bank. Oh gosh, the guy the guy went called all the parents and all this, and it, they paid for the washing machine and they everything to do all the stuff, and they won't. But how many camps Oy didn't vey. inform it, and the kids come home? With all this chazerai and you know how what kind of damage and what kind of things that is create, I this say. is one thing. It's only to keep the bed, the good name of the camp. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. It's it's to to be able to have that level of honesty is unbelievable. No, I'm telling you. I know. I know. I I don't know if, if you allow to give me the name, but I, I would I would li- love you to say his name. You know, his I, wife's name and his. I, his I, I I don't know if I would say their names. I know. Okay. I'm just on the radio. So it's really, you know, this is like, it's considered small, but yeah, it's a big issue. It's a big, it's a big issue. issue, but you know, it's a nisayon for everybody that's involved in the cloud. Yeah. It's really, you know, it's a, that's what I'm saying. We moved from a very, very high, I, I, uh, you know, I'm just... it's an, in, a, in a big issue that, uh, you know, we started with a big issue. And we move to the small one that, you know, sometimes because, you know, it's a little bit shame, it's not nice. It's not nice, you know, it will give bad name to the camp, to the school, to the, you know, and people shoveling it under the cup, under the cup, you know. Yeah, but you know what the bottom line is, though? At the end of the day, if you hide something and then they find out afterwards, you lose much more yeah, of your yeah, reputation. You know, you know what we said, la sheker and raglaim? Yeah. You know, this is like uh, yeah. the Hebrew term. That's right. That's right. But... uh but listen, the the best thing is to be upfront, and that's that's also for kids. I tell kids, if they're accused of something, just admit it. It's so much easier. If you admit it, just get it out of the way, and then deal with it. <laughs> yeah, I have a kid. He's sitting there. He has chocolate on his hands, chocolate on his face, chocolate on his pants. But I didn't take the chocolate. <laughs> This is well, you were attacked by somebody who smeared chocolate all over you. Okay. You know it's funny because I was always the one that admitted in it. You know, somebody asked me. I, I always was the first one to yeah, say that. Me too. <laughs> I, 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 it's, I, it's put my my parents in a in a in a bad spot, but I. <laughs> I also I I also always I I never was able to lie about anything. 
No. <laughs> no, you know what? Uh, let me ask you now. I know that... Uh, what do you think about Youth Corp? Youth Corp. I think that it's a something that... I think that it's something that's great for kids to be able to get extra money. And I think if it's legitimate and if it's used legitimately, then I think it's a good thing. I just think that it's good for kids. Yes, that's the point. It's good for kids. The question like this, where it's taking us, you know? I heard stories, horror stories about this story. And I, I, I ask rabbis, I ask rabbis what their opinion about it. And definitely, they said it's a gazel. It's really stealing from the kids. If a kid earns it, a kid qualifies, and a kid gets it, it's his. No, you know, yes, but this the question like this. Let's say that uh, I'm I'm working in a place that suppose that you know I I can I come to a place and I said I want to work. I said okay, how much you pay me? He said uh, X amount of dollars, and I start working. And suddenly this place discover that I am also got the use code. Is the place uh, allowed not to pay me the money? So I know my son's camps, where they go, they do not do that. They do not have the youth corps affect their salary at all. Okay. Salary is the salary. I think they're Yasharim. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, if we've come to a point where to be Yashar is to think that we uh, have a problem. Yeah, I, I know, but you know, I, I said this, it's about that. You know, you know, I, I asked you know what the thing one. is? You know what bothers me? They get people to sign. They get the kids to sign. They say, no, it's for that. So they sign. It's not, it's, they're, 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 yeah. So you know what? Okay, that's, it's the Avad. But if you get a kid to sign beforehand, I hear you. But... But you know what? That's like when I administered a regents once when I was teaching, and I told them that cheating on the regents is gneva dot. So these very from boys came to me with a document signed by all of them that please are informing me that they are going to cheat on the regents. So now it's not gneva dot. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but the, the, the truth that you know, look, if if the workplace is from the day one decided, you know. We accept only kids with scope and we are not paying. We're doing your favorite, hiring you, and this is very legit. It's okay, you know? Right. But if you said, you know, I'm going to pay you, and then discover that you have a scope, we don't pay you, Right. this is a really good You know, and uh, we, we, we discussed it. We yeah. discussed it with rabbis and Alakha, and I, I really, I really put the attention to I would like to, to know what a kid feels like yes, about Yes, you know it. what? Yeah. I want to know what kids okay. feel about it. Kids at work and they feel they should get used Hello. for. Hi, you're on the air. Hello. When Nisim speaks, could he please speak a little bit louder? Thank you. He he could and he will. Okay. Thank you. What do you think about the use code? I want to hear what kids, teenagers, what do you think about camps taking your youth core? Oh, we're gonna be in trouble. I think we're gonna get in trouble. Uh, look, I, I think I think you know that I, I had, and it's not only you know that I had some places that basically signed the kids not to tell. <laughs> you know, it's on the air. It's on the air. I'm telling you, not to tell the government how many hours they're working. The scope paying for 20 hours a, a week. Okay, the rest 
the camp or the other the workplace supposed to pay exactly the same amount what the, the minimum wage but unfortunately you know and that's you know what is bothering me above above all it's what kind of ashkafa we teaching our kids bingo this is what what you know if we start from day one i said listen i am accepting only use cop kids i cannot i don't have the money to pay you and like like in the radio here you know we said you know uh if we help the use cop kids that want to volunteer yeah, please go ahead work the 20 hours help us to put this you know but we cannot afford i cannot afford money for you but if i will start putting it we pay to the guy 500 dollars a month and uh then the guy come and he start working not is working overtime and overtime and in the end of that you said no you got the use copy we don't have to pay you is it fair no but you know something how you're on the air how you're on the air maybe we shouldn't talk about this because people might get in trouble um i listen you know what i don't know if that's some i don't i I don't know if I agree with that. I think if it's something that's illegitimate, it needs to be spoken about. But I want to, I want to flip this over to positive. Yeah, no, but you know, but no, we're not talking about. No, I want, people, I want, people, I want, I want, I want, I want to do this again. We are not talking about here on on a, on. A, um, I would say, um, color, religious, uh, uh, skin color, religious, all this. No, race, this creed, race, or this, We are talking about general. It's nothing to do with, you know, I know that people are sensitive it's about, we're not talking about on the Jewish people. We're talking about talking anybody. About we're talking on about. On the air right now, on, on the on the website, on the, on the uh, you know. Let's, the, you know what, but let's flip it into this. Okay. Let's talk about what kids learn from lessons that they, the adults see. I'll tell you a story. When I was a little kid, my sister lived in Toronto, okay? And we were moving a dresser from Rochester, where I grew up, to Toronto. And the cost for this guy to put it on his van and to take it from Rochester to Toronto was $25, okay? My father gave him a $20 bill and a $10 bill. And the guy has a... Gave my father back $50 change. <laughs> he thought he was giving him a five. He gave him a 50. I was 10 years old. I'll never forget as long as I live. My father said, let's go, Simi. We have to catch him. And we jumped into, we had a Chevy Malibu. It was purple. And we drove after this guy, Nisim. I'm telling you. We finally caught him in Buffalo, 63 Whoa. miles away. And the guy had to go use the bathroom. So my father said, See, thank God your mother gave him a drink because my mother gave him a big drink of soda. So therefore, he had to use the bathroom in Buffalo. We stopped the guy. My father ran over to the guy and said, Here is your change. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm, it's a many years since then. I don't want to say how many. I was 10 years old. I never forget the look on the man's face when my father gave him back the money. He said, God bless you, maybe 20 times. And he said, that's why you're the chosen people. Now, ta'ut akum is mutar. According to Gemara, ta'ut akum is mutar. And this guy was a kushi, he was definitely akum. 
But the Kiddush Hashem was, un, it was, it was unbelievable. I learned that in my life. So when I went, years later, I went to cash my first check. You got to hear this. I went to cash my first check. And it was at Crossland Savings Bank on Kings Highway and McDonald. It was a training bank. So I gave the lady my check. And instead of, I wanted to deposit it. And instead of depositing it, the lady gave me the cash back. So I'm halfway across the bank. And I realized, one second, I deposited it into my account. Why is she giving me cash? I go back to her. I say, why did you give me cash? She goes, oh, my gosh. I made a mistake. And it was like $1,500. She goes, you know what happened to me? If my drawer would have been empty $1,500, I would have never been able to work in a bank again. She blessed me like crazy. Six years later, somebody tried to forge my name on my account. This teller looked at the name, looked at the guy and said, that's not you. This guy gave me back money six years ago. I'll never forget him. That's lessons that you teach your children. When you teach your children honesty and you do the right thing, and that's what yeshivot, you know what? I work in, in yeshiva, if, if, and, and, and the food is designated for the kids. Till it's served and it's left over, no one takes from the food. That. It, I know, I know a yeshiva, before the food is even served to the kids, the truck would deliver it. They'd take some boxes. You know. No, once the food is delivered, the food is served and it's left over. I don't know. I don't know that. Then, then it's left over. It's either to the garbage or someone can take it home. But beforehand, it, it, it's a hard one. But, but, the, the, but this is what makes being Jewish different. This is the Amenu. This is what we have to do. It's our standard. 